this is like a bit of a tag team preach today. Gail started, I'm going to continue <laughs> from where she left off. So, but I've got a confession to make first. <laughs> I'm one of those people that you mentioned that when someone's coming over, I get panicky. <laughs> Peter's nodding. <laughs> I, I don't know, what, I can't help myself, no matter what I do. When people are coming over, I just, I have this strict schedule that I've got to do everything in, you know, in this set time. And if anybody gets in my way or if anything happens in the, in the meantime, I can get really <gasps> agitated and, and really, I don't know what, you, what would you call it, Peter? <laughs> be nice now, be nice. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I just can't help myself. I just be, I'm beside myself sometimes when uh, when, and I just want to do the right thing. So the intention, my intention is that I want to have a nice place. I want to have it clean. I want to have the food nice. I want to have everything just right for the people that are coming over. But for some reason, then when they're there. I seem to be fussing so much, I don't ever get a chance to sit down and have a chat and to be really able to enjoy their company. And, um, you know, even though I know it, I'm still learning how to deal with it. And I've known this about myself for so many years. So I keep giving it to God, saying, God, come on, you know, I need to, to have some sort of revelation on it. Well, the scripture today, for me... I guess has been revelation. Something sunk a little bit deeper as I was preparing for today than, than it has before. You know how you can know some things sometimes and you just, you know it, and you know it up here and you might apply some of it in your life, but somehow at some points in your life, something goes, mm, and it sort of sits at a deeper level. Well, that's what happened for me because I realised with this scripture of Mary and Martha that there's a deeper meaning. Because in the scripture it says at the, at the end, but one thing is essential and Mary has it and I'm not going to take it from her, I'm paraphrasing, but you know, Mary's got this one thing. And so for me when I'm looking at the scripture and I was looking at it superficially at first thinking, okay, yeah, that's okay, they're fussing around, Martha's fussing and you know, that's me, I could see me and Martha. And Mary's sitting there enjoying the company of Jesus. But what's this deeper thing? What is this deeper thing? What's this thing that she's got that is, in, in fact, not even optional? It's mandatory. It's essential. That's what that word means in the Greek. It's essential that we understand what Mary's doing there and are able to then apply it in our life. So that challenged me, as I say, at that deep level. To what, what is it? What is it that's going on? Now, we can all be distracted by things, and we are. And some of those things are good things. We can be distracted when we're, if, if we're you know, in the kitchen here, say today, and you're looking after people and you're trying to be hospitable. You can be distracted even just in doing the good things of going to each person. You might be a friendly person and you see somebody who's sitting by themselves here um, in, after church and you go up to them and you start talking to them. And that's a good thing. But that in itself can be a distraction if we don't have this elusive other thing, this essential thing 
that is there. And I'm go I will get to what the essential thing is. So I'm just building some stuff here. So as I was thinking about this and, and God was starting to reveal some information to me, I was thinking, okay, but, it's, but that's what you want us to do. You want us to be servants. You want us to be helpful. You want us to look after people and, and be, you know, be nice people and do all of these things, go to work, provide for the family, do whatever it might be, look after the grandkids, do all these things. But God was speaking to my heart going, yes, but it's about your attitude when you're doing it. It's not about just doing it. It's about where are you when you're doing it? Where's Cherie in that picture? And where am I, God, in that picture? And so then I went back and I thought, well, okay, is it okay then for us to be, do you want us to be just frivolous and not worry too much about all that stuff? You know, just be, oh, well, it doesn't matter if I don't clean the house before some people come over, if there's dirt on the floor. You know, I saw Tim here this morning, you know, quickly trying to, to clean things up, doing a great job. And that's, that's, that's me. Do you not want us to do that, God? And God goes, no, that's not the point either. You're missing the point. You're going, you're flip-flopping here. You're going from one extreme to the other. I want you to concentrate still on doing the good things and doing the right things. I don't want you to become, you know, so careless and carefree that you don't do anything. Okay, God, well, what is it? That, what's, the, what's the point here? You know, let me know. What is really, what's this story trying to tell us at a deeper level? And what started to become evident to me was that Mary was sitting in God's presence. Now, that sort of goes, I suppose you probably think, yeah, it goes without saying. But it's the presence of God that was important. There's a, there was a guy back in the 1600s, um, a guy called Brother Lawrence of the Resurrection. And he was a lay, uh, lay preacher or a lay guy who worked in a Carmelite monastery. And what he did was, all he did was look after the washing up and the food and everything in the kitchen. He was never anybody really, in a sense, important. He didn't have a, a position as such, although he, he did look after the people. Um, but he wasn't, you know, the, the, the big kahuna, or he wasn't the, the main person in, in the monastery. He was just a little person doing his job. But he wrote a fantastic book and he had people coming from miles to see him. And the book's called The Practice of His Presence. I don't know if you've heard of it, but if you have, it's, it's only a short book, easy to read. You could read it in one night. But it's just inspiring. And to this day, from the 1600s to this day, it's been updated. It's inspiring. And it was all about God saying to me, this is what this is about. It's about what Brother Lawrence did. So what did Brother Lawrence do? Brother Lawrence, when he was washing up, he'd say, you know, I'm doing this for God. Everything was very mindful. He was so mindful of what he was doing. And he would be in constant communication with God through that process. When he was washing the dishes, when he was going and preparing food, whatever it was that he was doing, he was in communication with God, in God's presence. Now, that can be a bit elusive, 
I, I understand. But I believe it's something that we can work towards. It's not something necessarily that we can suddenly slip into and go, well, now I'm here. It's something that we work progressively towards to be getting better and better at doing that. And as God was revealing this to me, I just, I felt, okay, you know, I'm humbled here. I understand, yeah, I, I, I fail at this a lot of the time. But it's about the presence. So there are two main aspects to that. First, it's sitting with God and giving God time to be there, to have that relationship. So that would be time set aside as well. And in that case, Mary was doing that. She was sitting there at Jesus' feet, giving herself that time to be with God. And then it's when sometimes we think we don't have enough time, don't we? I mean, I don't, I don't know about you, but sometimes, you know, we can go, okay, this is more important than my time with God today. I need to get up, get out, and, and go to this meeting or whatever it might be. But this scripture is reminding us, come back. Come back to the, to the essentials here. This one thing is essential. Essential. Not manda it's mandatory, not optional. It's essential that we spend that time with God in this relationship with him, this deep, deepening relationship. So... That's first and foremost. And secondly, that we have this mindfulness throughout the day with whatever it is that we're doing, that we're able to do it. So that's why he was able to criticise, in a sense, in a soft sense, Martha with what she was doing. Because Martha was coming out. Yes, Martha was doing the right stuff. She wasn't doing anything wrong. And she just wanted help in the kitchen. But she didn't have that right attitude. She wasn't there with God doing what she was doing in a, in a loving, gentle way. So we learn from that story a wonderful truth, I believe, of how to just come that bit closer to God, what God really wants from us. He wants us to do the good stuff, but with the right attitude in his presence. <clears throat> And before I finish, I just want to read something to you. Now, some of you might have received this from me. I sent an email out to, to some people with this on it. And um, it's a poem that was written by a 16-year-old girl suffering from cancer. She only has a few months to live. And um, she wanted this poem. She'd written this poem, and she wanted it sent to as many people as possible if you've received it, you're just going to hear it for the second time. If you haven't, then that's fine. It's called Slow Dance. Have you ever watched kids on a merry-go-round or listened to the rain? Slapping on the ground, ever followed a butterfly's erratic flight? Or gazed at the sun into the fading night? You'd better slow down. Don't dance so fast. Time is short. The music won't last. Do you run through each day on the fly? When you ask, how are you going, do you hear the reply? When the day is done, do you lie in your bed with the next hundred chores running through your head? You'd better slow down. 
Don't dance so fast. Time is short. The music won't last. Ever told your child, we'll do it tomorrow, and in your haste not see his sorrow? Ever lost touch? Let a good friendship die. Because you never had time to call and say hi. You'd better slow down. Don't dance so fast. Time is short. The music won't last. When you run so fast to get somewhere, you miss half the fun of getting there. When you worry and hurry through your day, it's like an unopened gift thrown away. Life is not a race. Do take it slower. Hear the music before the song is over. Let's pray. God, we're here today to hopefully not let these life pass us by, to be able to live every moment and enjoy every moment with you and of all the people around us. Lord, we thank you that you can give us these insights into your word. So we thank you for your word too. And we ask that today your words might go deeper into our hearts to expand our understanding so that we can live in your presence minute by minute, day by day, enjoying everything that you have supplied to us. So we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.